All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. We are going to be previewing the upcoming season of San Antonio Spurs basketball. I got my my Wemby drip on right now, my almost Wemby shirt. Got my my nice Fiesta colored uh, hat ready to go. I know Ben, you're ready to get, you're ready to go. You're ready for the Wemby era to to That's begin not. to commence. You know. So how you been? Fantastic. Uh, almost as fantastic as when Benyama has been. That's how great it's going. It's been going great for Wemby. If you look and see what he did coming into, I guess uh, you could say the, the summer league, you know, everybody had high expectations for him. Kind of looked a little uh, like he wasn't quite himself yet, filling things out. His first game, first introduction to really playing against some other NBA talent. Even though it is the summer league, He's not playing against the upper echelon talent. Uh, nonetheless, he still performed admirably. You know, we got some little flashes of what Wemby could be. Then we go ahead and fast forward here and we go and see what he's doing in the silver and black scrimmage. Dazzled the crowd. Did some some spectacular dunks before the games even, even started. You know, he was entertaining the crowd. Everybody was excited for the Wemby era. Now we go ahead and see him in preseason play, man. And I got to tell you, if... The naysayers had something bad to say about Wemby. That was all dispelled once he went ahead and stepped foot on that on that NBA court for the preseason. You even had people like Kevin Garnett who was saying, oh, he didn't believe in Wemby. Backtracked a little bit, and he says he believes in the alien now. You know? So, I mean, the, the kid has shown you some things, Ben. What do you think of your first looks at Wemby Yama? Everything is great. <laughs> oh, man. He has been uh, super fun to watch. I am very excited for this season. And I'm very excited to see how they play around him, how, you know, regular rosters of opponents play around him. I really hope he becomes a, a double team threat because I think that's going to open up the game for a lot of other people, especially Devin Vassell, who I think is a, a – candidate for uh, most improved player, potentially. A lot of that has to do with he didn't play a, whole, a lot of games last year, but he showed that he's making some pretty nice progress. And I think if if Wimbanyama attracts the attention that we think he will, Devin Vassell is going to get a lot of open shots and a lot of good opportunities this season, as is the rest of the roster. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, because this is the beginning of the Wimby era. You know, and, and this... Wemby era isn't going to be without its growing pains, you know, and that's the one thing that I, I kind of been telling Spurs fans and even some of my family, my, my, and my close friends here. I'm like, if we go back and we look and see what's been going on with Spurs history, going back to David Robinson, going to Tim Duncan, you have to say goodbye to some fan favorites in order to pave the way for the greater good. Spurs have some tough decisions coming up. It's not going to happen right away. It might not happen this season, next season. Three seasons from now, that's when they're going to have to start making some tough decisions. Who are they going to keep? Who are they going to let go? Who are they really going to build around, you know, the about around Wemby? And one of the things that you've seen that the Spurs have done is they're believing in some of the pieces that they have now. They went ahead and extended Devin Vassell. They went ahead and extended Zach Collins. So these are instrumental pieces that they're like, you know what? We got to we got to build a team around this kid. So we believe that these are some of the 
the pieces that we're gonna we're gonna keep. So I, I like that, man. I like it, and I also like some of the lineup uh, that that ha- the lineups that have been teased. You know, you have Zach Collins, you have Wembyama, and to surprise everyone, you have Jeremy Sohan maybe running the point there. You know, Ooh. and then you have Kelvin Johnson in the starting lineup. Who would have thought that was going to happen? There was talk he was going to come off the bench, but either way, man, I'm excited about the start of this Wemby era. I'm excited about the possibilities that can that can happen uh, for this team this season. Now, I know the Vegas oddmakers have the San Antonio Spurs right now just a tad better than they were last season. I'm just like, you know what? I, I really don't care how many wins they're going to have this season. I keep telling everyone, just enjoy the start of this Wemby era. If they do better than they did last year, great. If they do worse, Hey, you always got the NBA lottery coming up, you know, to go ahead and 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 be a consolation prize. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Two lottery picks. Two two picks, you know. And Thank if, you, Toronto. And if the San Antonio Spurs wind up, you know, being another lottery team that maybe get a top pick, maybe they sneak in and get a number three or number four pick. You know, hey, couldn't couldn't hurt, you know, to have more talent on the team, you know. So I'm excited, nice. man. And and the one thing I wanted to talk to you about is your expectations for the upcoming year as far as what do you think you're going to see out of this team? What growth do you think you're going to see out of some of the younger core now that they're going to be surrounded uh, around Wembyama? I think Devin Vassell, like I said earlier, Devin Vassell is going to, he's going to be one of the biggest benefactors of Wembyama's presence. And I think a full season of good health, knock on wood. But um, I think it's going to be very interesting, the um, Jeremy Sohan at point guard experiment. And I don't anticipating that. I don't anticipate that lasting all season. I think that'll go 20, 30 games. They'll have an idea of, all right, is this really going to work for an entire season? Is this not going to work? Do we need to put Trey Jones back? And It may even be that they put Trey Jones in on certain nights, depending on the matchup he starts. I think that's certainly a possibility, but um, I think the guys who are kind of poised for a breakout, I think Keldon Johnson has a lot to show. I think now that he's, Keldon Johnson's probably going to be the third guy on this team, you know, behind Vassell and Wambanyama, maybe even the fourth guy behind Jeremy Sohan, depending on how his season goes. I think him being in that role is going to be very good for him. I think it's, he, he has the potential to have a very, Aaron Gordon-esque role in that he has he has a specific role. He plays his role incredibly well and because there's so much attention divided among other teammates. He's going to find himself in really advantageous positions throughout the season and throughout games to, um, to succeed and, and get buckets and just be a general menace on defense too. Now, he's not as big as Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's 6'8", 6'9". He's probably a lot more athletic than Keldon Johnson, but, um, you know, just in the sense that he's going to have an opportunity to be, like, a really, really good third or fourth guy on this team. Um, So I'm really excited for him. And I think, obviously, Vassell's going to break out. And Obviously, we have to see what Wembenyama does this season, but the preseason bodes very well for him. And I think Jeremy Sohan... With the experiment at point guard, it's going to be – I don't know what it's going to be, really. It's its interesting for sure. It's its a bit odd, I think. 
you know, it's a nice jumbo lineup. Maybe they're trying to say, well, we're going to go all big and you got to try and guard us. Good luck. Um, but I do think this is an opportunity. This season is an opportunity for Trey Jones to really come out, show that he can run an offense, show that he is the point guard, you know, the, the traditional stereotypical point guard. And I think he has to improve his three point shooting as well. He has to, he has to probably move a little quicker on that than Tony Parker did back in, you know, the days of when you weren't shooting teams, weren't shooting as many threes as they are now. So, um, you know, Tony Parker kind of got to live on those mid range and he, he owned that corner for a little bit and that was all he needed to do. But I think Trey Jones is going to have to do a little more than that if he wants to stay on this team. And I think that's kind of one of those guys who may get moved in a few years. If the Spurs find, if we shed this contract, we can go out and sign a better point guard, or maybe there's a guy in the draft in a few years who they really like, and they decide it's worth it. And maybe you get a a George Hill-like trade, and you trade up into the lottery to find a guy you really, really like, and you scouted well, and he turns out to be, you know, something of a star, or at least an incredibly good role player, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I was going to ask you too, when I look at players that let's say the Spurs will go ahead and keep, maybe not keep, one of the biggest question marks to me coming up would be Keldon Johnson and how does he fit in the equation moving forward? You know, um, to me, that's a big enigma right there. You know, I, I know that he's getting up there by the time that Wemby's going to be, let's say three or four more seasons in the league. Keldon Johnson's contract is going to be coming up at that point, you know, and I think that's maybe a, a difficult decision for the Spurs. He's a fan favorite. He's been playing incredibly well for the Spurs, you know, and he's, you know, grown as a player, you know, I'd hate for him not to have a chance to, to at least contend for a championship, you know, whether it be with the San Antonio Spurs or somewhere else, you know, he's just a really overall, he's a really nice guy, you know, and I want, I wish him the best in anything he decides to do, but, you know, I'd like to kind of see him here with the Spurs and see how he can kind of, they can make him fit in, you know, even if it is maybe a role coming off the bench, you know, so he's an enigma to me, you know, I, I want to see how he fits in the equation with the timeline moving forward. But again, it's not like, yeah. oh, I want to move away from, from Keldon. I just want to see how he fits, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, he just recently signed that extension. He's, he's in San Antonio. Uh, I mean, uh, barring a trade. Yeah. But he's in San Antonio um, through the 26-27 season. And that's his age 27 season. He's yeah. not he's by not any means old. No. You know, he's he's old on this team because yeah. there's so few guys who have been <laughs> yeah, there's there are so few guys who who are on the San Antonio Spurs right now who are old yeah. who have been there for a long time. Um so you know he's kind of the veteran on this team right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, they have to see how he fits in. I think if he has a really good year this year, they, they realize, okay, we are good with this contract that we have him on right now. If we need to, you know, if they need to, I think they'll try you know, to extend before his contract is up yeah. and, and, and get him to stick around, hopefully on a team-friendly deal. And, you know, everybody just has to remember, you know, the number might look ungodly or, or gaudy. Um, but the salary cap is growing pretty big over the next few years. It's expected to really balloon. So uh, I was on a pod earlier, and somebody brought up a good point. 
you have to you you have to look at it as the percentage of the salary cap, not as just a raw number. Yeah. Um, just take that into consideration in three or four years when Kelvin Johnson maybe gets an extension. Yeah, look at what they did with Devin Vassell. You know, that was in the that was a big contract extension, but in in today's money, with the way that the league is, and like you were saying, the the way that the I guess the salary cap is placed, the players command a heftier price tag, you know. But it's to be expected, as you stated, as the salary cap balloons and grows, teams are going to wind up playing paying more money for for players, and if they let them hit the open market they could actually be paying a lot more than if they had extended him at the right time. So I think the Spurs right. did the right thing because if they didn't extend Devin Vassell, believe me, when he hit free agency, someone will. And they're yeah, gonna something bad was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's your one-two punch right there. I think De- Devin Vassell and Wembyama are going to be your Batman and Robin for this team, at least for a little bit, you know, because I think Devin is going to be arguably the best well-rounded player for the San Antonio Spurs. I think you pair him alongside Wembeyama, and it's it's only good things can happen moving forward. You know, the one thing that I did love a lot about watching Wemby play in preseason play and even going out and checking the silver and black scrimmage is the way that the kid can move, man. It's unreal for somebody at seven foot three to have that skill set that Wembeyama has, that footwork, that that raw natural ability, you know, to to be that athletic and that fast at, at his height. It's it's amazing to see. And then to see him not only have those skills, but be able to just knock down threes, pull up jumper. I'm just like, man, this kid, he, he's getting me excited, man. I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm like thrilled to just go ahead and see that first game of the season. I mean, I think he's going to be one of these generational type of players. You know, I didn't know what to expect when I first saw him, you know. I'm like, well, he's going to be the number one pick. Let's see what he what he kind of looks like. You know, I'm here for the kid, you know. But now seeing him play, Ben, I think he's got he's got the raw talent. He's got those skills. I mean, what do you think the ceiling is for Wemby? The roof is the ceiling. Um, I don't know if there is a ceiling, man. The ceiling is outer space. It's ridiculous. Um, what what can't he do? What's I mean. I don't, I don't have words for you, Joe. I don't have words. Uh, Wembenyama, like you said, could be a generational talent. He could be generational like Kobe was, like LeBron is, like Jordan was. I mean, he's... <laughs> uh, reminds me of a great SNL skit. David Pumpkin, David S. Pumpkin, he's like, I'm my own thing. They're their own thing, man. That's what yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's his own thing. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, he's basically his own thing at this point. But man, even seeing the kids' uh, passing ability, you know, out there and how he's able to find his, his teammates. And he just, it's just a natural knack for it, you know. He's just always looking for them. He knows he's going to command that attention. He's going in, he's sucking in the defense. And immediately he's looking, already scoping the floor. Who am I going to pass to? Who am I going to set up? And then when he sets, when he passes, he immediately gets ready to either get a rebound or get in a better position to maybe if they want to toss the ball back to him, he can score. And I'm like, that's what you want to see. He's already that Spurs type of player where he's not just thinking about his points, you know, getting his. He's trying to set up his teammates because I think at a young age already, 
he understands you can't win it all by yourself. You need help, you know? So getting your teammates involved early, that's a, that's something you just can't teach, man. I think the kid, he's got the skill set, man. And I'm like I said, I'm ex, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited, man. Can't wait for this season to start. But what do you think the Spurs win total will be moving forward? You know, they they were at what last year? How many games did they win? 32? Um, I want to say somewhere around there. I think it was 32 games that they won last year. 32. 32 or 33. 82 game season. No, they did. No, it was 22. 22? Oh, man. 22. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I I had a brain fart. I was thinking that they're going to win between 32 and 35, is what I had said in the prior season. This season with Wemby and what I've I've seen out of him, I expect them to maybe be flirting with 37, 38 wins, maybe getting closer to 40. What do you think? So I I think Vegas has them at 29 and a half. Yeah. I think they'll go over. I don't know by how much, but I think they're going to go over that just because there's going to be a full season of Devin Vassell. There's going to be, um, you have one Banyama. I think you have, you just, you just have more guys that are familiar with the system. They're solidified. You have, you know, another year of Zach Collins under your belt. Trey Jones has another year under his belt. Sohan had, you know, a bit of an up and down rookie season, but seemed to come on strong near the end there. I think he's going to carry that over. He's, he's playing very confidently. Um, and I think Keldon Johnson's going to have a much more efficient season, um, which will bode well for the team as a whole. He's not going to be trying to jack up a lot of shots. He's not going to have to force shots too much. Um, I just think it's it's a good opportunity. I think there's going to be nights where – because Pop doesn't give a damn about the NBA load management garbage that's going on right now, which – he could care Different less. topic, but it doesn't apply if to the Spurs. If if you're Adam Silver, you you made the wrong call on this. You should have extended the season by two weeks, and and given given players more time between games, or you should have just lessened more games. You should have you should have lessened the season by four or five games, and that way you're not having these ridiculous you know back to backs, four and five nights, you know three and four, whatever it is. You don't have all that, but. Um, you know, Popovich doesn't really care. He'll swallow the fine if he has to. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think there's going to be some nights where you're like, we're not playing Wimbanyama. And because of a back-to-back, he played a lot of minutes the other the night before or whatever. I think there's going to be a few of those. I think it's going to be opportunity to kind of shuttle back and forth the Austin guys. And I'm actually really curious how the Austin guys play. I think Dominic Barlow getting – good NBA minutes and opportunities is good for his future and good for the Spurs future. Cause if that kid can get some minutes, it makes you feel better about Zach Collins. If he doesn't end up coming back after those two years, because Barlow does a little bit of everything. He's very athletic. He can cover multiple positions on defense. I think he just, I think he needs a little bit of confidence and he needs NBA minutes, but um, you know, I would love to see this team get 30 plus wins I also wouldn't hate it if they didn't because lottery. And granted, this this draft isn't as good as the one before. It doesn't have Victor Wembanyama in it. But, yeah. you know, there's still plenty of talent to be had at the top. And frankly, I think it'll be one of those drafts where we find that there was pretty good depth and there were, there were some nice uh, diamonds in the rough, you know, kind of late first round or early second round in this draft. Of course, this is 
all before the college season has even started. So we don't really know how things are going to shake out quite yet. Yeah, that we don't, man. But getting back, I was going to tell you too, uh, when you were talking about the load management and whatnot, doesn't really apply to the Spurs because the stipulation or the gray area is the way that the, the commissioner had said it is you can't rest players if they've made the NBA All-Star game. So if they're NBA All-Stars, they've been voted in and they've made the All-Star game. They have to play. You can't rest them. You're going to get fined. But with the Spurs, since they don't have any All-Stars, it's kind of a gray area. You know, what? what's the league going to do at this point? You said they have to be All-Stars. You can't rest them on the nights of backs-to-backs. They got to play, blah, blah, blah. Well, if the Spurs don't have All-Stars yet, that means that you can rest, Wemby, and you can not incur the fine. But the problem I, is that really that's what that means. Absolutely. I mean, the, I, you know, the NBA likes to change rules on us. It, that's what I'm going to get at. The thing is, Wemby Yama is as popular as he's going to be this season. Everybody, all the eyes are going to be on him because he's the number one overall pick. He could essentially make the NBA All-Star game in his first season, in his rookie year. Now, if that happens, then the load management rule, he, they have to abide by. So the first half of the year, they might not be looking at fines. Well, maybe does the it, second does half. it apply to a guy who makes his first NBA All-Star that season, or does it kick in See, the next? I don't know that. That's what they. That's the stipulation. That's what they said. If you have an NBA All-Star, that's when you start getting fined. You, you're they're going to be watching you for that load management because NBA All-Stars command you know a big crowd. People are coming to see. They're paying the money to come and see said player play on the court you know and they i know how the league is you know they want to kind of curve that because the fans are getting upset spending money to go and see players play and they're not their favorite players not playing they're on load management they're resting that particular night i i get it you know but you got to look at the safety of the player as you stated so well we'll see how the the spurs tackle this situation it's going to be unique unique for them but we also got coach pop you know going ahead and coaching another season here with the San Antonio Spurs. I think he's still going to stick around for another couple of years. You know, I don't see him going anywhere at least well, for another three or four years. Didn't he? Yeah, man, he's, he's here, dude. He ain't going nowhere. No. He's, he's locked he's in, in here. Minute. Yeah. He's locked in here for a hot minute, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing some coach pop out there on the court again. And there's talk already among Spurs fans. And I hear it. Oh, you know, look at what Becky did. Becky won a, a chip over there with the Las Vegas Aces. You know, I'm like, well, good for her, man. She's balling. She's doing her thing as a coach. You know, she's always a good player, and she's even a better, an even better coach. Got her team playing at a high level. I wish nothing but the best for Becky. I hope one day she becomes the first female uh, head coach in the NBA. Heck it yes. could happen. You know, but I don't know what's going to happen if Coach Pop decides, you know, one day he wants to go ahead and – Retire. I hope that day doesn't come. <laughs> so I hope he retires real late. You know, go ahead and keep coaching. Keep, keep, uh, keep us entertained. You know, it won't be the same anymore with, with his antics. You know, without his antics there on the on the sidelines. But man, I'm looking right. again. I'm looking forward to the Spurs having a great season. I think they're going to be a, a team that's going to be a lot better on defense uh, than they were in years past. I mean, last year they were just dreadful on defense. I think they were like one of the worst teams, if not the worst team. They were historically bad. They were horrible. Horrible. So now with Wemby Wemby Yama and just 
the younger the younger generation, the younger kids, uh, really working on things in the off season, they looked better. Even in preseason play, they played a little bit better. They played more uh, consistent. And I think last year, the word you could say was inconsistent. You know, on mm. defense. So I'm hoping they'll build a little bit of momentum here. They'll build a little bit more consistency. Defense will actually give the team a lot better a, a lot better a chance to to win games, especially close games. So I'm looking for the Spurs to perform better overall, not just from the offensive perspective, but also on defense. I'm looking forward to seeing if they can get a little pick and roll action, maybe with with Victor Wembyama and who else? I don't know, man. Maybe it'd be Devin Vassell. Maybe it'd be Sohan. I did like the way that Sohan and Wembyama ran the open court. I thought that was a good one-two punch right there. It was fun to watch. So I'm looking to see them run out more in the open court. And I think teams know that. This is a young team. They're going to want to get out. They're going to want to get, they're going to want to run in the open court. And teams are going to try to stop them. But man, Wemby has done some spectacular things here in preseason, Ben. You saw the dunk. I mean, that extension is just unreal, man. It's like a video game out there. It's, it's video, video game is right. It's just some of the stuff he does just defies physics. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you're, the the Thomas Bryant dunk. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? He both feet outside of outside of the restricted area, ba- or not not the restricted area. Both feet outside of the the semicircle, just loads up. Left hand dunks on him, and Thomas Bryant is looking around. You know, wondering, what am I supposed to do? You can't guard that. Nothing. You, you just get dunked on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice. That's how it works. You can't that, do nothing. That, that is Wembenyama, my man. So I was going to ask you, did you get your Wembenyama, you know, jersey yet? Oh, God. I, you know, I, I told myself I wasn't going to buy another jersey but I, I might have to get a Wembenyama jersey. It's that's problematic, man. Hey, speaking wow. of jerseys, this is a good segue. I know you saw the Spurs leaked City Edition jerseys, mm. and a lot of the Spurs fans don't know how they feel about it. You have the the the, ba- the ha- half the fan base is saying that they're a little too plain. Some of them don't even know what it means. Like, what is this that I'm looking at? And basically, it's a harken back to the Hemisphere Arena days with the World's Fair that was held here in San Antonio. So that's right. what those colors mean. Those pastel, those lighter colors, even the font reminiscent of the era, the 1960s, you know, 1968. I don't know, man. This this jersey just to me, is just a little too plain. It's just, and they try to make it the wild, wild west. I get it. But it kind of reminiscent of the Phoenix Suns a little bit. I just think this one's going to fall in between somewhere between it being a, a miss, meaning that it doesn't have enough, but low key, I've seen other fans from other teams say that they like the Jersey. So I still think it's going to sell, but I just think fans are going to always have a mixed bag when it comes to it. Now I'm a fan of the silver and black. I'm a fan of the George Gervin, you know, traditional Jersey from back in the day. I love that. I don't know, man. I don't know how my how I'm really feeling about this jersey. To me, it's just a little too plain. I know you've seen it. Give me your thoughts. 
I don't know. Sometimes, honestly, simple is better. Um, that might be like the old schools speaking to me, but um, it is, I think you're right. The, the colors are very easy. They're simple. But I think the good thing about these jerseys is it's, Nike's not trying too hard. Like a lot of these other jerseys, these other city edition jerseys that they released this year, like some of them, they look like they were trying too hard. And it's really funny because some of them, they look like they were not trying at all. They're like, let's just slap a couple things together and see what works, see how it looks. And everyone at Nike was like, oh, this is brilliant. We have to go with this. Um, and it's really funny because I saw, I can't remember which podcast it was, but I was, I was listening to somebody and they were basically saying, yeah, you know, the only real good theory for why these jerseys suck so bad is because whoever the designer was was actually trolling Nike, and Nike didn't understand that they were getting trolled, and they rolled with it. I was like, that's pretty funny. That would be hilarious if it was true. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I even saw the court. We all saw the court, you know, the leaked photos of the court. Yeah. Eh, you know, it's going to be one of these to me. It's going to be forgettable. They can't, you know, they can't move the season along fast enough. Let's get away from this and let's get something decent. Look, man, I know the Spurs want to move away from the Fiesta colors and they want to have fun with things, man, but you got to do a better job. You know, they're never going to put the Alamo on Jersey. I know fans are always saying, hey, why don't they put the Alamo? They could put the tower. They're not going to do that. They don't like that. You know, they don't even like the Fiesta colors. That's the thing. Fans like the Fiesta colors. The Spurs, they hate the Fiesta colors. That's why they said, well, we're going to go ahead and put an end to the trilogy. They couldn't move away fast enough from the Fiesta colors. They hate them. They absolutely hate them. They like the silver and black. That's the, the colors that they love and they want to roll with. The organization is very traditional. I get it. You know, the, the Fiesta colors are weren't really a part of the actual jersey itself. It was more of the warm-ups. You know, it was a logo that was on the court. I get that, man. But give the fans something that they want. You know, we want more. We want something different. You know, and I think they just they kind of missed the the boat on this one, man. I, I'm not a fan of the 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 court. I'm not a fan of of the jersey. I wanted something different. I wanted something more. Just don't bring back the awful camo jerseys. Those are horrible, man. The the camos were pretty bad. They were bad. I could do without them. I could do without them. So we'll see yeah, what those, happens. Those, this those, those should be burned and, and never brought back up ever again. Yeah, man. I, they were showing them the other day. I think it was yesterday or today. I saw it on Twitter. Or the X. You know, it's X now. Uh, mm. Somebody had posted a picture, and it was Kawhi and Danny Green sporting the, the camo jerseys. And somebody said, these are the ugliest jerseys in NBA history. I, I, no yeah. lies detected. No lies detected. <laughs> they were pretty rancid. Yeah. They were good. ugly. Hey, so are you going to make it back into town anytime soon, man? You're going to catch a game this season? Oh, I'd love to. Actually, I'm going to um, I'm going to the game in Atlanta on um, MLK Day. Nice. I'll be at that game in Atlanta. It's a day game. Um, yeah, it's well, yeah, it's a holiday day. It's like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'm I'm going to be at that game. I got super lucky. I got I got really good tickets. Um, Maybe do some day drinking. Oh, it's, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it will be a great game. I'm very excited to go to that game. Actually, I've got it circled on my calendar. I'm like, this is the only thing I care about in January. Yeah, so I know the other thing you care about that's going to be coming up too, college basketball. 
Oh yes. Oh, yes, that's the stuff. Stick I know you're gonna that straight into my veins. You're gonna be giving us some prospects. I know that this coming season. Oh yeah. I'm I'm about to get I'm about to really get into it. Once once the season starts, I'll finally have some tape to look at and go oh, at nice. some guys. I am excited. Yeah. So we're both excited too. We'll go ahead and start bringing the show to an end, but we just wanted to go and give a quick preview of, you know, the upcoming season, things that we like, didn't like, but overall we're excited about the upcoming season. Ben gave you his predictions as far as the, I guess the win totals are going to go. I did too. You know, I really don't care about wins or losses. I'm just caring. I just care to see the team grow, get better. I know that their day is coming. I think it'll be here faster than Spurs fans realize but enjoy the start of the Wimby era. This is something very special. There's an electric, there's an electric energy in the air again. You know, the city has a different vibe about it. It has mm. that vibe of years of the years past. You know, when you had Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony, everybody's excited. It's like the city's waking up again. You know, it's something to get excited for. And, and I think the fans, they feel it too, man. They're ready for that. And can you imagine? If somehow the Spurs just wind up making at least the play-in game, this city will go nuts, dude. They're going to go nuts. I think fan attendance is going to be much better this year. I think so. I mean, it's already was already a lot better in the preseason games. You could, you could see cool. that there weren't a ton of empty seats as there was last season. Even going to the silver and black scrimmage, there were a lot of, of, of fans there in attendance. You know, they're really excited. The lines were super long, you know, super long. And, and the ticket prices this year are going to be insane to go watch a game, especially the good ones. So if you're not a season ticket holder, man, it's never too late, but <laughs> you're going to pay a premium for these tickets if you're buying them one game at a time. That's a fact. Yep. All right, Ben. Well, where can they follow you on social media, it's partic particularly on the X? Ugh, the X. It will always be Twitter. I don't care what Elon Twitter. Musk says. Um, at the underscore Boomstein, you can find everything I write at ProjectSpurs.com. And uh, yeah, I've got I'm doing I'm doing a little preview of the season, kind of best games of this best games of the year, best games to be looking forward to out of out of the conference, and then kind of some of the best tournaments. So the good stuff. And there you go. So make sure you go and follow Ben, and you can follow us. You see that here uh, as we've been talking. Just look at the banner above Two Shots Podcast on the X Twitter. Uh, Instagram, and, and of course, YouTube. So make sure you go and follow us. So for Benjamin Bornstein, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you guys for watching another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, be kind. We're out. Peace.